0: This is the sound of turning ideas into software. This is the sound of engineering and passion. Work, work more, work harder, experiment, build, break, and build again. Write code, improve it, job done. Celebrate, insurance, finance, retail, defense, robotics, energy, amethics, in this episode, I would like to summarize a bit what happened in the last couple of weeks. We have been all overwhelmed and uh, swamped into the news from OpenAI. There's been a lot of journalists writing all their opinions about what's going on. So I would like to take some time to express some of my views, of course, and some of opinions based on uh, the facts that I've observed from the internet, of course. These are opinions. Uh, so, the facts are the facts that we all have access to and uh, uh, this is an interpretation of how things, I think things uh, went or are going because things are keep running out there. And of course, uh, feel free to reach out if you uh, believe this is the right interpretation or even the wrong one, actually. I would like to know yours. So what happened at OpenAI, and why am I speaking about this once again? Because, indeed, there is so many voices out there. It seems that they're all experts of something, and they all know the truth. Um, in fact, nobody does, in my opinion. So why are, are we still speaking about this? Well, because, as a matter of fact, OpenAI is building something that we all use, and we are all affected, in a way. Regardless of how we use or don't uh, use ChatGPT, if we use it for uh, trivial tasks or critical tasks or for just having fun or for our professional life, it doesn't really matter. Something is changing out there and uh, there are some messages that I would like to, you know, take home and I would like you to take home because uh, what's going on is actually, in my opinion, quite dangerous uh, and quite fishy um, to my eyes and to my ears so let me start from the structure of how openai is organized as a company uh, from from the fiscal and uh, uh, financial perspective uh, so there is a board of directors <laughs> there was um, that controls or well controlled um, openai inc which officially is a public charity is essentially the non-profit version uh, of image or image of OpenAI so OpenAI is technically a non-profit so the board controls this non-profit um, the non-profit owns and controls OpenAI GP LLC which controls together with the, the charity together with the non-profit they uh, control and own the holding company for OpenAI, which is nonprofit, plus the employees, plus the investors. So employees and other investors own the holding company for the OpenAI nonprofit, plus employees and investors. And these guys um, are essentially the majority owner are the majority owners of uh, OpenAI Global LLC, which is a company with a capped profit, together with a minority owner that is Microsoft. (laughs) So all this complex structure, to say what? At the end, to say that, you know, A controls B, that controls C, and controls D together with E and, and D, whatever, Microsoft is the only one injecting actual capital into the company and, you know, make things running. So, essentially, Microsoft, even though they are the minority owner of OpenAI Global LLC, they actually are very influential with respect to the fact that they actually are the only one injecting money. Well, it's a minority owner, but they recently invested something like $13, $12, 12 13000000000 billion. Dollars. So, essentially, Microsoft can decide if OpenAI will stay alive or not from a money perspective, that's that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening and that's what will happen. This structure, uh, in fact, is very unusual and what happened is that one day the board of directors woke up and said, you know what? We have enough of Sam Altman, who, by the way, is the CEO. If you didn't know, nobody did. I mean, this guy was kind of, you know, under the radar for like, I don't know, his whole life. All of a sudden he came out, Oh, you know that OpenAI is a CEO and that CEO is called Sam Altman. I I personally didn't know the guy. If not for some sketchy shit that he did in, uh, in the blockchain world. You know, WorldCoin, all this crap. Okay, fine, Altman is the CEO of OpenAI. So what happened is that the board woke up and said, you know what, we're gonna fire our CEO. And the reason of that, in fact, they never gave a reason except, ooh, AI safety, we are worried about AI safety. That was kind of the official reason behind the, you know, the firing. And since it is well known that Sam Altman has, in fact, kind of turned the vision of the company towards a, a, you know, more profit, profitable company, and so uh, pursuing the, the the dream of artificial intelligence as a money-making machine rather than, uh, you know, safe AI or AI for humanity, all this bullshit that they they keep telling normal people. We are building something that actually, we are working for you. We are working to make the world a better place. You know, all this crap that comes from Silicon Valley. Um, but essentially, you know, we remember Facebook saying that. We remember uh, Google saying that. We remember a lot of big companies saying, We're going to make the world a better place. And then after a decade or less, you know, we realized that they were in our pockets, in our houses, in our computers, in our life. Um, And guess what? They were taking data for free without us knowing. So, you know, this is a story that repeats. And again, this is my interpretation. I try to look at things, you know, as they happen, but also looking a bit back in time. I'm uh, getting older, they say, so when you have that privilege of getting older, it means that you can look back in you know, the world of IT and, and data and, and the internet and try or start finding analogies of what happened in the past uh, and what is happening now. So long story short, because of course we all know the news, <laughs> Sam Altman stayed unemployed for like five days. And uh, right after five days, Sam Altman apparently came back to OpenAI. He put back the keys of the door in the safe, and uh, uh, and is still there as we speak. W- what happened in in between was that a guy, another guy, a pretty influential one, remember Microsoft, the only ones who actually. Even by me being a minority owner, they're actually very influential because, you know, money talks. <laughs> and uh, Satya Nadella, who's the uh, Microsoft CEO, he said, well, why is this guy out of the company that we are putting our money at? And, and, and why? I, they, nobody told me. You know, that was kind of the summary, the TLDR of all this news In the last couple of weeks he didn't like that of course he said this is the guy he didn't say that but i but i think he said this is the guy who's supposed to you know to build the money-making ai dream that we are putting our investment at work and and now you guys are 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 removing these assets from the company are you are you damn crazy that's unacceptable uh, and so you know there were a lot of things happening. Like um, employees would have uh, were threatening to to move to Microsoft or Satya Nadella could have hired them. There were, there were rumors that Microsoft would have hired the people who uh, would have followed their leader. Um, you know who was fired and nobody accepted that. Even the president of OpenAI he he left and said no. By solidarity, I have a leader and I'm going to follow my leader as if he was God. And 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 Brokman left as well. You know, a lot of shit was going on. After five days, you know, everything became so quiet. OpenAI got their CEO back. Sam Altman was reestablished as the CEO of the company. Nobody left, everyone came back to their chairs, except for the board, of course. <laughs> they were kind of the biggest loser of all this, of all this thing, you know. Um, and in fact, there are, you know, kind of winners and losers in this story, um, if I can tell. Uh, definitely, in my opinion, uh, Microsoft CEO, of course, you know, is the winner for two reasons, in, in my opinion. The first is like he made a statement, like, I am, in fact, telling you what you have to do. You do what I'm t- what I'm telling you. Uh, because it's not me telling you, it's my money talking. And, you know, the second reason is that he didn't have to hire a massive amount of people who would have left OpenAI's offices. And, you know, he, he would have given them an office, of course, but to save the face, probably, but, you know, he didn't have to do that because that can cost a lot of money. There is a lot of responsibility. Uh, you you don't want to do you know if you can avoid that that kind of things you you better do. And of course, little Sammy, he will have more more powerful role at OpenAI that's for sure. Probably already has because he came back you know with full ammo. Say, you see everybody's by my side. You know my everyone is against the board. Everyone is by my side. If you fire me. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna stay unemployed. Actually, Microsoft will be hiring me. They'll be giving me a team and a cool office, and we're gonna replicate OpenAI overnight. And you know, we're gonna build a competitor, and you, dear OpenAI, will stop existing. In fact, you will just kill yourself. So that's kind okay. This never happened. You know, I'm just interpreting so don't send me the lawyers please because these are interpretations and opinions they might not be true all right so sammy will go back to open ai is already there he will keep pushing the vision of uh, open ai as the money making company right yeah sometimes he, you will still hear him speaking about this ai safety nonsense you know but that's for kind of the you know for the stage it's for for the news you know it's like uh I don't know. It's like a vegan who has a pity for animals while he's biting a burger. I don't know. It's. I find this analogy is pretty nasty, but that's how I see uh, little Sam. I, I don't trust this guy. I mean, if you deal with blockchain shit with Worldcoin and all that stuff, and you have you know you have your past, man. Like you know, don't sell me the vision of the of the Good Samaritan. I, I don't. I don't buy that. I'm old enough not to believe this bullshit. Anyway, who are the losers of this story? Well, for sure, all of us, to start with. Like, we wasted time reading this nonsense. <laughs> Jokes apart, I think that all OpenAI competitors are also kind of the losers of, of this story because, you know, they definitely wanted to hire, you know, AI talent finally set free of, uh, from OpenAI, but they couldn't because they, damn it, they stayed. Um, the other big losers, uh, of course, were, um, you know, the members of the board. They just proved that um, even though on paper, you know, in that hierarchical diagram of the board of directors that controls OpenAI Inc. and that owns the holding that owns the OpenAI LLC, etc., you know, yeah, that's that's the structure, the hierarchical structure of the company. It's like just paper, you know. It's it's nonsense. You know, money talks, and so you know, the board just proved that money keeps talking. In addition to this, there was a letter from um, uh, OpenAI employees uh, who actually supported uh, Sam Altman uh, when he left. And so they said, if our leader is gone, we're going to go as well. And there were like several hundred of, uh, of, of employees. So there was a huge list of employees and stakeholders who actually, uh, apparently, uh, according to the news, they were kind of ready to follow, right? So, of course, this empowered... Sam Altman much more, you know, because that provided support to this guy. Uh, now, of course, this letter, that apparently there is a letter from these employees, they never state the, let's say, the reason why they, they supported this man. Like, they they kind of said, he's a great boss, but they didn't say why. To my ears or eyes, they they, they all look like a bit of a brainwashed people like they keep claiming this uh, artificial intelligence that should benefit all of humanity nonsense. Because, you know, it's like, okay, fine, guys, I believe you. Okay, OpenAI is building artificial general intelligence that should benefit all of humanity. What an amazing people you are. But then why that type of AI is actually proprietary? You know, that's kind of my question why OpenAI is open only in the name and not in the product they they build. You know, we don't have access to what OpenAI does. You know, OpenAI is not really open. We use OpenAI via an API. Uh, Everything is super closed and secret and proprietary. So, you know, I don't really buy that that reason. Again, it's good for the news. It's good for the journalists who have to write how uh, good these people are. But I don't buy it. And you will see that sooner than later, someone will start speaking about uh, AI safety again, which is the biggest nonsense of the century, in my opinion. When you speak about safety and and IT and and machine learning models, the way I look at it is like you're giving yourself some kind of importance. Like, hey, look, yeah, no, no, it's not just a chatbot that is burning CPU cycles and electricity like it did for you know, blockchain technology. It's an AGI that is actually very, very dangerous, you know. It can kill humans. <gasps> oh, my God. You know, it's like it, it gives you importance. It, it gives importance to what you do. That, that happens. It's, it's the human nature. When you want to be on stage, you cannot say I'm just building a machine learning model that, yeah, you know, does what it does. No, you, 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 if you say I'm building something that if you touch, it explodes and humanity is gone, you know, everyone will look at you like, hey, dude, please pay attention. Eh? I- I'm looking at you. Don't don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it- it giving yourself some uh, some importance. And I'm pretty sure all these stories about the safety will come back soon. Now it's kind of, you know, troubled waters there, but wait that something, you know, that, that we are going, we-, we start forgetting things. You know, this is kind of uh, the way I look at, at news, they, they they drop the bomb, then they wait that the, the water calms down, and then they drop another bomb. Um, we have seen this again in, in many sectors, from politics to healthcare, and of course, technology in the last few years. This brings me to believe that all this might be all staged. And, you know, I'm being extremely malicious here. Again, these are my opinions. I've said that already many times. I believe it might be staged, uh, in fact. Um, Like, prove me wrong, right? The actual real problem here is not OpenAI, if they have an SEO or not, and who the SEO is. And, you know, we all know that this is a company that burns so much cash in building and training and retraining models and keep patching stuff you know to make it more reasonable there is a lot of human intervention in the uh, models that we use every day and you know they they work pretty decently for what they are but the amount of work of human work that is required and maintenance is incredible and nobody talks about that you know it's like uh, it's like driving an autonomous car with a with a driver who drives. Who steers the wheel many times during the, the drive and we pretend that the the vehicle is completely autonomous and perfectly and driving perfectly everywhere, you know, is the same thing. And the same reason for which we, we are not dealing with cars like that is because the problem you know revealed to be much more complex than than we believed at the very beginning, which is decades ago. So again, analogies with the past. We've seen this, I've seen this, many people like me have seen this, I'm not impressed. However, there is a guy who I am respecting a lot, uh, Mr. Jan LeCun, who's, in my opinion, also, you know, another of the fathers of artificial intelligence, and I don't know how many fathers artificial intelligence has. I don't want to know what happened with (laughs) with the inception of artificial intelligence, if if it has so many fathers. The other one was Geoffrey Hinton, who passed to the other side of the thing, saying that indeed, AI will kill us all. That's kind of the AI doomer. So we lost Hinton. We still have Le LeCun, who's thank God is kind of the most reasonable of all in you know these days, which is not you know obvious. In a very recent interview, I uh, I had the luck of hearing him what he was saying. You know, he said that we will at some point have AI systems that are as smart as humans, that, you know, that will happen, okay? When will that happen? We don't know. Of course, it can be in decades, and that's something that, you know, that's a statement that makes me believe that Jan LeCun is still one of us, because he said this will happen in decades, you know, it's not like we're not facing this now, which is exactly what the people from OpenAI are, are, are stating these days. So that's already something that makes me believe that Jan LeCun deserves my attention. And then he said, well, will these AI systems as smart as human or even smarter than humans, will they dominate humanity? He said, no. Domination and destruction have nothing to do with intelligence. And that's, you know, I'm quoting him. That's one of the most brilliant summaries about AGI. Why domination and destruction have anything to do with intelligence. You know, the fact that there are some, you know, the the fact that there is this concept of dominating and destroying things is because we are humans. And some humans, indeed, they have that. And, quote, unquote, Jan LeCun said, usually they are not the smartest ones, (laughs) which makes a lot of sense. Like, if you think, very few people, thank God, very few, but very few people have this, you know, megalomania of domination and destruction, you know, these dictators and who also have tools and weapons and weapons of mass destruction as well, like distraction. Um, you know, the press, it's not just weapon that, you know, the shooting ones, but also the, the weapons of information, and which are probably the most dangerous ones because they don't kill, but they, they modify slightly and constantly, and steadily, until you don't realize anymore where you are. But anyway, that's a different topic. What Janekun said is that the concept of domination and destruction is typical of humans. It's, it cannot be of a machine, because it has nothing to do with intelligence. And also in the animal kingdom, there are some animals that don't have that. Some have. So social species have the goal of domination, like humans, wolves, baboons, but orangutans, they don't have that. For example why is because their social structure doesn't have that and so they don't have the desire to dominate and destroy but they're still very intelligent organisms or animals now why Yalekun was saying this well Yalekun was mentioning this uh, fact of you know this distinction between domination and destruction from intelligence because in fact the, the biggest problem that he sees happening and I'm totally with him is that we're having kind of proprietary AI. So, the concept and the idea of having an artificial intelligence that is open, that is not a proprietary thing, that is something really for humanity, that's not happening. And probably that's the, you know, the biggest concern and the biggest danger, the real danger here, you know. The, the the elephant in the room is not like an AI that is not you know safety of AI that that's nonsense or we have oh we have built something that you know it can destroy humanity no man that's not that's not the problem the problem is that you are building a a technology that is proprietary that it's it's permeating in the world that everybody's using and you keep it proprietary that's the fucking problem you are building that technology with people's data with the internet's data without paying back the people for the data, you're generating images without paying back the artists that are feeding your models with their art and their ideas from many decades ago. And nobody's telling you anything about that. That's the real danger. And so according to Jan Le Kuhn, and again, I definitely share his point of view on this. There are many things I don't share about, about Jan Le Kuhn, but this one I do is that having a small number of companies that control super-intelligent AI systems cannot be accepted. It's extremely dangerous. That's a dangerous thing. We don't want to get there. And nobody will accept this. Nobody will accept that just a bunch of companies, probably one or two, will have control over super-intelligent AI systems. Because if that happens, well, if that happens, it means that many other countries will start building their own superintelligence system, eventually enhancing and starting a real conflict on many stages, You know, on the stage of information. you know, There are wars that you can start, not just with weapons and missiles, but there are wars that you can start with information. And we have seen this many times in the years, in the decades. So that's kind of the real danger that Jan Le Koon is mentioning. And I think This is the real elephant in the room that we should all be facing. As I didn't say that enough, these are my opinions. It would be great to know what you think about this. You know, this is not technical episode today. It's something that, of course, that requires the participation of many. Even if you don't come from a technical sector, if you don't work in a technical sector, doesn't matter, you know, because this is affecting you and will affect you if it doesn't already. So feel free to reach out and share your opinion about all this. And until next time. You've been listening to Data Science at Home podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean to get new fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit our website at datascienceathome.com.